From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Sarah Wright. Paula June Kennedy, the former county payroll manager who's been charged with felony misappropriation of public funds, pled not guilty in a brief court appearance yesterday. Her co-defendant, ousted Treasurer Tax Collector Auditor Controller Shamise Cubison, appears to be suing the county. The Board of Supervisors held a lengthy closed session yesterday with legal counsel on an off-agenda matter labeled Shamise Cubison v. County of Mendocino et al. There was no report out, and Chair Glenn McCordy declined to comment. Cubison was suspended without pay or benefits two weeks after District Attorney David Eister filed charges. Eister is prosecuting Cubison and Kennedy for the alleged misappropriation. Cubison's counsel asked the Attorney General to recuse the DA on the grounds of a conflict of interest over Cubison's denial of reimbursement claims, but the AG did not find reason to recuse. A local Superior Court judge will decide the matter. Cubison has not yet entered a plea. In further developments within the county's legal system, Chief Probation Officer Eisen Locatelli reported on the first year of data for the pretrial release program. That's where people who are charged with a crime can await sentencing out of custody with varying levels of monitoring. They must be assessed and found unlikely to commit further crimes while they await their trial. The program, one of the last in the state, began locally on June 30th of last year. The county received $200,000 from the state to comply with SB 129, which requires courts to contract with county probation departments to provide pretrial services. The release program is supposed to offer people who can't pay bail the opportunity to work and spend time with their families prior to sentencing, while still making sure they get to their court dates and do not pose a threat to public safety. Out of over 4,000 bookings last year, 291 people who had been arrested were granted pretrial release. Locatelli said that not all of them made it to the assessment stage. The reasons that people may not have been assessed was the jail released them before we could do a pretrial assessment on them. Or they were on a form of supervision uh, like parole or formal probation. Of those uh, assessments that were provided, you can see um, how often somebody was granted uh, monitoring through the pretrial program. So there's denials, there's no decisions, and there's granting of pretrial release. So those that were denied, the overwhelming majority is bail is set. That would be most likely because the assessment score or the current crime, the judge felt wasn't a good risk for public safety to release them. Um, 39 of them were actually, they didn't even believe that uh, monitoring was appropriate. The risk was so minimal that they just released them on their own on their OR or own recognizance. The reason a decision wasn't made was because we have already done the work and then the DA's office decided not to file charges or they bailed out um, after we had already done our assessment um, or the jail had decided to release or they were there for sobering purposes only. But basically the judge didn't have a decision to make because there wasn't a body brought before them at arraignment. As of June 30th of this year, 114 of those 291 successfully completed the program and 58 were still actively being monitored. 53 had been arrested for new crimes. An additional four had committed violent crimes. This was lower than the risk assessment estimation, which anticipated that 17.5% of any new crimes would be violent. Locatelli thinks the first-year numbers were promising. 75% of the time, the folks that are out on monitoring are returning to court. If we can get that number at 75% or higher, imagine the amount of time that goes into the criminal justice system trying to get defendants to show up to court so cases can get resolved so we can 
be more efficient in the criminal justice arena. Just getting the defendants through the system um, is a very expensive process if it's not efficient. Um, so in, anytime you see those percentages going at 75% or higher, you're doing fairly well in a rural county. When the program started, Locatelli had one staff person working on it. That's changed, and he spoke about some other changes he'd like to see. Could we get more effective, more efficient? Should there be more numbers in it? Well, having two staff and a supervisor dedicated to the program allows us to have more people being monitored, maybe even more assessments. The numbers, though, is is really about how many people are getting arrested, is how many people I'm assessing. So if we're if we're able to do that prevention intervention work, hopefully there isn't as many people being assessed. Um, but if people are getting arrested, hopefully we are making the best decisions upon uh, who gets released without having to post bail. Um, posting bail doesn't guarantee public safety. If if I had my wish, maybe we could do some studying of if you post bail and get out, what are your recidivism rates? Because I'd want to know um, maybe this program provides better safety than somebody posting bail. And I think some of our partners think bail might be what determines public safety. And I'm not sure. I, I actually don't believe in that at all. I don't think money determines safety. I just think it means you have the ability to get out. I don't have the ability at this point to do a study on those that are released by a jail without our assessment and those that are posting bail to see what their rates of returning to court are or the amount of crimes that they're committing. So far, I'm only able to provide you those that we are monitoring and the 75% returning to court, to me, based on what I've seen in 16 years in this county in, in criminal justice, is a, is a good number. He cautiously attributed lower numbers of inmates at the jail in part to the new program. At the jail, a moment in time today, the uh, head count is 210. Um, a couple of years ago, we were upwards of 290. Uh, I can't say that the pretrial program alone is the reason for that. There's a whole bunch of dynamics at place, including COVID, lower staffing, uh, and uh, a pretrial program. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news, with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.